0: Hello, this is Pastor Bob Gray. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast here at Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. I trust the services will be a blessing to you. If I can do anything for you, please let me know. You can find our information on the website at ebclongview.com. Let's go right into the services of Emmanuel Baptist Church. Enjoy God's word. If you take your Bibles and let's go to the book of 2 Peter chapter 3, and uh, 2 Peter chapter 3, we'll be looking at uh, three passages of Scripture, two others I should say, and then we're coming back to 2 Peter, but we're going to start in 2 Peter uh, chapter number 3. And I would ask that you keep in prayer, Mrs. Combest and uh, Miss Christie and uh, the mother of the whole clan back over here. Amen? Uh, But keep her in your prayers. Uh, She uh, is still struggling uh, with uh, many. Did I get that Am I getting that right, y'all? Right? I heard Joe. Many TIAs, right? And uh, so just keep her in the prayers. And uh, so I was able to go up yesterday and just pray with her. And so please, if you'll do that. And uh, and then Brother Collins uh, has got to be doing better because he keeps sending me funny pictures. How many have received the funny pictures? And uh, the, I think they gave him the wrong liver. I think they, they gave him the kid version because he is like holding a bear with sunglasses. And uh, so just pray for him. Uh, he should be getting out. If everything keeps going well, probably next week, and then he'll have to stay uh, in the area up there. And so we praise the Lord for the hotel working with us to get a a great rate. So he'll be there for six to eight weeks, and he'll have to go back twice a week. Uh, But he needs to stay very, very close, so if you would, keep him in your prayers. And then the last prayer request uh, would be uh, for Brother Duckett Sr., and the Brother Robinson just had to leave to go uh, caretake for Brother Duckett Senior, and so please just keep them uh, in your prayer. Second Peter chapter three and verse fourteen: Wherefore beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of Him in peace, without spot and blameless. This is talking about your sanctification, and we know that Peter is uh, writing about the fact that the Lord is coming back. Look at verse 15, and account that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul also, according to the wisdom given unto him, written unto you as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do also the other Scriptures, unto their own destruction. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware, lest ye also, being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness." Let's read verse 18 together out loud because therein lies our truth for the day. Ready? Begin. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. I'm going to preach on this subject. Growing in what? Growing in what? And let's pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, it's always a uh, coming to the end of a year, and whenever a pastor gets to this point, Lord, I've, I feel like I'm crawling up over the wall to kind of look into 2022. Lord, this next year. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that our nation would have gone through a pandemic? and a resurgence, and then even on this morning uh, that uh, so many families right now, they're having to watch online just because the uh, flu, I think, is going through. And But God, I, I ask that on this Sunday morning uh, that you would absolutely do something in our hearts. Lord, here in just a week, we're getting ready to step in to a new year. Thank you for breaking up our life By days and weeks and months and years, thank you uh, that we get to kind of push reset on everything that we are. But Lord, help us to push reset with your word, not according to our mind but with your Word. And may this morning, may something be said from your Word that would help all of us on this day. Blessed in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. i will let you be seated. And uh, it's good to have Brother Carruthers' parents with us. And uh, so we praise the Lord for that. Thank you all for being here. And I uh, hope that you enjoy the time with the family. And I'll be waiting on a list of his sins uh, after church. I just want to let you know that. Um, at our house, we... Uh, we have a pantry, and uh, in our pantry, uh, we've lived there for about two years. Uh, for 27 years, uh, we lived at uh, another place in town, and uh, we had a place in the laundry room uh, that now we've transferred to our pantry, and uh, you probably have some type, something like this, or your grandmother did. It's a place to where when the kids would come, back up against that wall, and then you take a pen, and you go to the top of their heads, and you draw a line. How many How many have, how many know what I'm talking about? Am I the only weird one here? Okay, don't answer that. And uh, so, and you, and you draw a line, and then you uh, write the date, and you write their name out beside it. Well, in our pantry, uh, we had to find some place to get this done. So in our pantry, we've done that. And, uh, and I'm here to say, I've gotten taller through the, no, and uh, so... So the grandkids are there. But what is amazing is the fact that they don't even realize how much they've grown. You you see, when you see people on a daily basis, if you back me off just a little bit, gentlemen, on the mains, when you look at the daily growth, you're not aware of it. When you look at them and you see them on a consistent basis, you're not aware that they've gotten taller until you mark them. And then you're like, oh, my soul, last year, Blake, you were the size of Grayson, and Grayson, you were as tall as Natalie, and Natalie, you were as tall as Jordan last year. And so you kind of work your, Jordan's my 27-year-old son. Uh, So understand that you're looking at this and you're just simply going, oh, my soul, I did not realize that they were growing. When you and I understand that growth happens without you being aware of it. In fact, if you'll go to our very first scripture before we go back to 2 Peter, and it's Mark chapter 4, there, there, there is a little set of verses right here in Mark chapter 4 and verse 26 that kind of give us indication of growth. And, and the fact that you and I grow, and we're just not aware of it. Nothing grows younger. Nothing grows back to birth. Everything grows older. Everything grows mature. Did you like that? Everything is growing. So if you would, but look at Mark chapter 4 and verse 26. And there's a parable here. And he said this, and he said, So is the kingdom of God, as if a man should cast seed into the ground. Look at the growth. And should sleep and rise night and day. And the seed should spring up and grow up, and he knoweth not how. So life is just going. He sleeps, he rises up, he goes on about his day, night, day, and while he's living life, the seed starts to grow. Look at verse 28. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. And But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he putteth in the sickle, because the harvest is come. Everyone, and here, here's the truth for the day. Everyone, without exception, that's sitting in this room and listening online, everyone has grown these, these past 52 weeks. Everyone in this auditorium, If you were to take a picture of you right now and pull out a picture of one year ago, you've grown. You've gotten older. You have gotten grayer. You have gotten balder. You, I know it's depressing, isn't it? Some of the look on your faces right now is like, please don't bring that out. But just like you have grown physically, and life right now at this week is not what life was a year ago. Growth is inevitable, and everybody grows. On this Christmas, day after Christmas with your hangover sitting here this morning, I want to tell you that growth is absolutely what has happened to you the past 52 weeks. But just like you have grown physically, guess what? You have grown spiritually. And people that think to themselves, no, 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 no. I have not changed spiritually. Oh, yes. Everyone in this room went on about your day for this past year. In 2021, you got up and lived a day. You went to bed, got up the next day, lived it, got up the next day. And just like things physically were changing day by day, and you never realized it, I'm going to ask you to stop this morning and look into the mirror of God's word and look into the mirror of your relationship with an almighty God and ask yourself this question. Have you spiritually grown Or have you grown in your carnality? Are you a more carnal you? Or are you a more spiritual you? Whatever your life was like this past year, sitting here right now, would you look at Mark chapter 4 and verse 29? I'm going to ask you to put the sickle into your life. I'm going to ask you to harvest this morning. I'm going to ask you to go to the field of whatever spiritually you are right now. And don't you like pop quizzes in school? You don't got time to study. And if I had told you last Sunday that this was the sermon I was going to be preaching this morning, you would have read more Bible. You would have gotten right with the Lord Jesus Christ and everything. That way you could have put the sickle in and said, no, 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 pastor. I'm ending the year on a spiritual high. Everybody in this auditorium, you need to ask yourself this question, sir. Ma'am, you need to ask yourself, are you a more carnal you? Or are you a more spiritual you? Time did not stand still. Life did not take a hiatus. Life did not call time out. You went on about your daily routine. You went on about your daily uh, habit. But did it produce a more spiritual you? Go to Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7. So we know then that everybody's growing, but growing in what? What are we growing in? For you to think that spiritually nothing happened to you this past year, that's not true. Spiritually, you grew. But you either spiritually grew to a more carnal you or you spiritually grew to a more spiritual you. Now, let me just stop and say this. It's not a prideful thing to say I am more spiritually minded today than I was a year ago at this time. That's not a prideful statement. It's a prideful statement for you and I to think we got here by ourselves. But it's not a prideful statement to say, no, 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 no. No, I can tell you, my love for the Lord Jesus Christ right now is bigger than my love for the Lord Jesus Christ was a year ago. That's not being prideful. That just means that you have spiritually grown. There there are members that they go through this struggle, and they think to themselves, man, this struggle, I just can't seem to get a handle on it. I must be getting worse. That's not true. Because Romans chapter 7, the whole premise of it is this. The more you're struggling, and the more that your frustration ends in this. Are you ready? This equal sign. How to perform that which is good, I find not. When your spiritual life is a frustration of, man, I just, if I could just figure out how to get this done for the Lord, I would get this done for the Lord. That means spiritually, you're where you need to be. A struggle tells us that you're spiritually fighting. You've not given up. You just want to get it done. And I'm going to ask you this morning to look back and harvest your past year. Harvest it. Right now, are you more carnal or are you more spiritual? And I think when you and I look at this, look at Galatians chapter six, because it does hold a, a key here. Look at Galatians chapter six, verse one. Be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever a man, what please, soweth, that shall he also reap. Galatians chapter six, verse eight. Here it is. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of his flesh reap what? Corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life. What, please? If you'll notice there, the spirit is not a small s. The spirit's a big s. It doesn't mean creating a better you. It doesn't mean putting on aroma in the house. God bless you, oil ladies. God bless you ladies that carry around you a little packet of these bottles of oil. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And then what, don't ever say to a lady who has one of these, Tyler, if McKenzie has one of these, don't ever admit something's wrong with you. You admit something's wrong with you with a lady carrying these little vials, they'll go, I can fix you. And then they'll pull it out. They'll start mixing all these concoctions together. Man, I was coming back from Houston one time. Kelly's with me, coming back from preaching several years ago when she first started getting into witchcraft. And so I... <laughs> so we're coming back and somebody introduced her to her oils and she had all her vials right there and, and she had her little chart, you know. And, uh, and I was like, man, I am tired. She said, I can fix that. And she opens it up, pours some peppermint on her hand, slaps me on the back of the neck. That peppermint walked around and it went up my nose into my eyes, and I am like eternally awake. I haven't been to sleep since. It's like, what in the world is going on? When you and I understand that, that when you sow to the flesh, but when you sow to the spirit, it's not trying to create a better you. Go ahead and put the right music on in your house and go ahead and get the right aroma going on around you. It won't create a better spiritual you. You can only mask the anger of the flesh so long. But the the way you get the most out of your Christian life is you so to the spirit you sow to the god that lives on the inside of you and right now i'm asking you according to 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 mark chapter four to to take a sickle and harvest right now what's been growing in your life what is it that full ear of corn looks like what does it look more like the world or does it look more like the spirit and the key is this whatever you inadvertently, maybe by neglect, have sown this past year. That is why you are in the condition you are in right now. Do you know what industry is getting ready to get a boost in their income? The health industry. Because everybody right now is gone, December is I don't care month. I'm coming off November. I was good at Thanksgiving, but I'm not torturing my body for the month of December. December. All these parties I'm going to go to, I'm going to eat everything in sight because everybody knows there's always January. Let me me tell you something. The, the The health industry right now, the health clubs are going to be full on January 1st and 2nd. Everybody's good. January 2nd, is going to be like, get all that fudge and get it out of here. Get every bit of it and get it away from me. And then February 1st, it's like, bring that fudge back. And what has happened is right now you physically are a result of nibbling throughout the year. Don't you love, aren't you glad you came to church? And, and, and right now, but spiritually, I better get off that, but spiritually, what are growing in what? So we know then that it can happen. You don't even realize it's happening, the Gospels. We know that if you are a more carnal use because you're sold to your flesh, And of the flesh, guess what you're going to reap? Corruption. But if you and I would just sow to the spirit. Now let's go back to 2 Peter chapter 3. And in 2 Peter chapter 3 in verse 18, as we we return home, here is the truth of the morning. If you want to be prepared to meet your savior, if you want to be prepared, for the Lord to come back. I preached on it a couple of weeks ago. The Lord is coming back, y'all. Did, did y'all hear that? He is coming back. And when he comes back, I want to be growing in grace. Because in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, it says this, But grow in what, please? Grace. Now, why did he put the word but there? Why didn't he just say growing grace? Please, please follow the context of the scripture. Why didn't he just say growing grace? No, no, no. Growing in grace is the antidote. Growing in grace is the inoculation. It is. I almost said the word vaccine. It, it, it is. It is this shot that you get that keeps apostasy away from your life. Everybody here, if you go back, if you would, to, for, to 2 Peter chapter 3, he said, but grow in grace. Why did he say the word but there? Because if you go back to verse 17, it says this, ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware lest ye also, being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own. What's the word? Let me ask you a question. Did you start out 2021 steadfast? And as the months went on, did you get closer to the edge of quitting on God? Did you start out five years ago steadfast? And then because of life, has it pushed you to the edge to where you don't, what what is the purpose of all this? Why am I even trying to live this way? Don't you love it when people say, I used to be that way? You'll wake up and bless your heart. You'll come to enlightenment that church and the Bible and all this is really not what it's all about. Listen to this. I don't want to come to that enlightenment. I don't want to come to the point to where I fall from steadfastness. Want to know why? Because he's coming back. He's coming back. And this is the whole premise of Second Peter chapter 3, because if you'll look at verse number 9, look at it, Peter was trying to tell them, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us were not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, and the earth also, and the works that are therein shall be burned up, seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. Look at it. What manner of persons ought ye to be? in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we walk according to his promise. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new what, please? Heavens and a new earth. I'm coming to you and asking you right now, when you harvest your life right now, are you a more carnal you, or are you a more spiritual you? Are you more earthly-minded or heavenly-minded? And when we understand that it is possible to fall from a steadfastness. So how do we, how do we stop this? How do, how do we make sure that when he comes back, and, and by the way, I love it how he threw Paul under, under the bus. Would you all please look at... Look at verse 15. I love it. An account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given to him, hath written unto you, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood. <laughs> I just found that a little bit humorous, how Peter and Paul always had this running. Anyway, so, um, so understand for the plan. I thought you'd enjoy that. So how do you keep from falling from this steadfastness? Here it is. You've got to grow in two things. Look at verse 18. But grow. How do you keep from falling off the deep end? But grow. What are the two things listed there? But grow in what, please? Grace and in the what? Knowledge of our, and it gives Two positions that should be in your life with the Lord Jesus Christ. Here it is. Lord and what? Could you say those two words out loud? What is it? Lord and... When did you make him your Savior? I made Jesus Christ my Savior. March twenty seventh, 1979. I made him my Savior. I had a teacher named Ron Shirley. He now is in heaven. But Ron Shirley stopped the class and he said, I don't know why I'm asking this, but is anybody here not sure you're going to heaven? For the very first time as a preacher's kid, it's like somebody turned on a light and I realized, I'm going to hell. That day, that Tuesday, I made Jesus Christ my Savior. But it wasn't until July of 1984 that I made him my Lord. He was always Lord. I just didn't make him and give him the rightful place in my life. It doesn't mean I've been perfect, but it does mean this. Maybe the reason you're having a tough time growing it's because he's not your savior. And maybe the reason you're saved and you just nothing's happening is because he's not your Lord. You still want to live your own life. You still want to do your own thing. You still want to go your own way. You still are waiting to see how life's going to turn out. And if life fails, well, I'll turn to the Lord then. At least I've got Jesus and I'll turn to him. Not me. Not me. Listen, at the end of 2022, I want to be more steadfast in the things of God. I don't want to be less steadfast. I want to be more steadfast. How am I going to get there? I've got to grow, but I've got to grow in two things, and we're done. The first is grace. I've got to grow in grace. We all know that if you took grace and you broke it down, it's God's Riches at Christ's expense. God gave us a home in heaven, but who paid for that home? Jesus Christ did. And you know what we get over too quick? We get over the wow of the gift. Yesterday, you got a gift. And it's like, wow. Thank you for the gift. Thank you. How many could live Christmas every day? How many could live Christmas every day? Eric, I believe that. I believe you could live Christmas every day. How many are tired of the tree in your house right now? Okay, okay. How many can't wait to burn that tree? Okay, how many bought a real tree and you're never buying another real tree again in your life? Listen, listen, can I tell you how at the end of 2022, if you're going to be more steadfast to where if the Lord came back at any time, you're ready to go? You've got to grow in the wow of the gift. You've got to grow in the fact of do you mean that somebody thought about me and then somebody took their hard-earned money? I mean, they spent time away from their family to buy this gift. I mean, they had to put on hold a vacation to buy this gift. I'll give you something more terrible than that. They couldn't buy a Starbucks coffee to get me this gift. Do you know what a gift is? A gift is this. Somebody thought about you and somebody loved you enough to go buy this gift, to take money out of their pocket and give this to you. Would we not all agree it probably is not the gift as much as it is they thought about me? Now, there are those people that you expect gifts from. How many many would agree with that? You better be getting me a gift. Would you all... Y'all, man, y'all got the Christmas hangover. So I'm going to ask you to go listen to this sermon tomorrow. Now, there are those people that's like, if you ain't get me a gift, mm, mm, and you kind of hold your gift in reserve to go, you, you better get me one. Because if you didn't get me one, I'm keeping this. But have you ever gotten that gift from somebody that you're like, you thought you thought about me enough? Do you know how you grow? Never. Lose the wonder of what it cost God to spend an eternity with you. You see, as long as you're growing in the wowness of the gift, as long as you are like, wow, I cannot believe that somebody, God loved the world, for God so loved the world that he did what, please? Gave his only begotten. He didn't have another one. Satan is not Jesus' half-brother. He only had one son, and he loved you enough that he wants to spend eternity with you, so he gave his son. He gave his son to die on an old rugged cross to pay for your sins so you can spend forever with him. But the average Christian is like, yeah, it's just, just a gift. No, it's not just a gift. And if you'll wake up tomorrow morning going, I can't believe I'm saved, I'm redeemed. Look at this thing. Grow. But do you grow in the gift or do you let the gift grow in you? Do you know where you stay on the edge of love? You let it grow in you. But then the second thing says this. Grow in what, please? Look at the verse. In grace and in the what? Knowledge. How boring of a Christmas would it have been yesterday, kids? Oh, they're in children's church. How boring would it have been yesterday if you would have come out and you would have said... Thank you. Thank you for the gift, but you never unwrapped it. You, you just let the gift sit there. No, no. You're supposed to grow in grace. You're supposed to grow in the fact that God wants you in heaven. And Christians who are sulking and Christians who are pouting and Christians who are and Christians who just can't get it done. Let me tell you something. You know what helps all of this is when you go back and you just simply say, I cannot believe that God loved me enough. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me, on a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. But I love that old cross. Let me tell you something. When you and I wake up tomorrow morning and teenager, it's just like, are you saved? Yeah, I'm saved. At the close of this service, I'm going to ask, hey, if you're saved, would you raise your hand? And as a pastor, it's, it's, yeah, why do you keep asking that question? Because the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. If you know Bob Bowen, you know you ask him a question. How many know Bob Bowen? How many ever asked him the question? I'm going to let you answer because I'm going to act like you're Bob Bowen. How you doing? And where that man used to sit, and we used to sit here for all these years, and he was a vibrant man Wednesday night, walking on that cane. I said, how you doing, Brother Bowen? I'm saved. The only ways in somebody falls from their steadfastness, and if you right now are a more carnal you, it's because you didn't grow in the gift that's the most precious gift ever given, and that is the grace of God. It costs God to give you salvation. You're going to get to go to heaven after all this junk is done. And if you want to end up at 2022 steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, then you've got to grow in your add admiration and love but what good is the gift if you don't find out about it how many are this type of person how many this is how you open gifts you drive people like me crazy how many would agree I, I sent the college students um, from Emanuel that go to, to colleges, I, I sent them all Amish popcorn boxes on behalf of our church. So I know we love them. And uh, it was funny because Madison sent a picture, and it was like, she sent us, Kelly and I a picture one night, and then the next night she's in Longview, and it's like, whoa, time out. How did you get from Tennessee to Longview? And she's like, I drove all night. She won't do that when she's in her 50s. I promise you that. But, but Emily, Emily back there, she uh, she thought that her credit card got hacked because she opened her gift from the bottom. Well, my note is on the is on this end of it. But she opened it from the bottom and she's she cutting it open, and going, man, somebody hacked my credit card and sent me all these cheese and popcorn and crackers. And and then when she got all the way to the bottom, she found the note that said, We love you from Emmanuel <laughs> and we're proud of you. And uh, but you know how some some people are like, how many of y'all save the paper? I hope not. I I I hope paper's cheap people. Biden hadn't got his hands on that industry yet. I'm, I shouldn't have said that. And anyways. Hey, listen, <laughs> President Biden. I'm sorry. I should not have. Anyways, no, no, no. You all know, here's what's really crazy about this is I just asked Miss Kelly to get a gift, and I'm so glad Colton is not in this auditorium right now. Where's he at? Is he asleep? No. Colton go back to sleep. And uh but watch this. It looks pretty, but I have no idea what's on the inside. And the reason people fall and fail, the grace, this greatest gift, is because we don't take time to open and to find out what's on the inside. You say, Pastor, what, what is that gift? It's none of your business because Colton's in the auditorium. Hey, listen, because on the gift is instructions about how to use the gift. And and on this gift is the manufacturer, and it tells you danger signs, and it tells you powerful protection. It tells you direction. It gives you cautions. It tells you what it will do for you. It gives you cautions. It tells you what it will do for you. It gives you fragrances. It tells you the dangers. And the reason that Peter said, look, he's coming back, y'all. Now, grow in grace and in knowledge. Right now, what have you been growing in the past 52 weeks? And there is a correlation between apathy and feasting on the wrong thing spiritually if you're apathetic right now and you're just punching a church time clock and you're saying like really i had to come to church this morning who goes to church the morning after christmas you do obviously but i'll tell you this growing grace And if you can grow in grace and in knowledge, never get over the wonder of what Christ did for you, but then open Him up. Learn of Him. Read your Bible. I wrote down four ways that you grow in knowledge about Him. Number one, read about Him. Number two, pray to Him. Number three, sing about Him. Number four, meditate about Him. Sit and think. You know what we've lost in Christianity meditation. You want to know why? Our phones are always going off. Everything's always interrupting us. Everything's dinging around us, and the world is interrupting us. I was praying with Miss Combes yesterday, and uh, and I was laughing because I looked down at her phone, y'all, y'all. She needs an upgrade. Ms. Combes has got a flip phone, and uh, her and Harold Maxwell need an upgrade, <laughs> amen. <laughs> How many still do flip phones? You got, really? Brother Spencer? Okay. Who else does a flip phone? Y'all need upgrades, amen. Benny, y'all need an upgrade. Krista, y'all need to upgrade. Listen, and I started laughing, but you know why Ms. Combes, to a big degree, is more serene in her Christianity than you and I are? Because she's not bothered by the world growing in what you grew spiritually this past year but what did you grow in did you grow in the carnality or did you grow spiritually thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast of the sermons from emmanuel baptist church of longview we trust that the sermons and god's word was a blessing to you and yours Please visit us at ebclongview.com if we can do anything for you. Please let us know. Have a great day.